fans and rule the galaxy fans a uh, little bit of a delayed uh, live stream start tonight i was messing around trying to find uh, the group watch feature on disney plus and then i went to good old my good old friend twitter and i have found that disney has removed watch feature the group watch feature so uh, yeah my dad was just watching so not great uh not a not a great start i was running a little behind but not this behind uh so we're gonna get started here in a couple minutes here but uh alfie how are you doing tonight doing good you know chaos as usual here at the molinero household but that's the way we like it and we're ready to get started with this episode <laughs> exactly exactly it's chaos for me too i'm i was painting out front of my uh was painting out front of my house today and uh there was this bush that like you know how you see like a bush in your peripheral it just had like a branch sticking sideways out of it i can't tell you how many effing times i hit my shin on that bush today bleeding like i, I every time i hit like i wanted to i wanted to tie a rope around that bush and rip it out of the ground and like throw it a mile but the bush is still there it won for today uh and while i'm sitting here rambling we have our guy who's usually uh, watching with us on the group watch. He's always in the comments and, you know, supporting us, and we appreciate it. So we told uh, Adam Parker last week, why don't you just join us next week uh, for the podcast? So, Adam, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm living the dream. I'm two scoops of sunshine ready to watch some Ahsoka, you know. Um, I was going to say you need some shin guards probably. Uh, That's a good idea. That Bush, one of the two, I don't know. But I'm um, excited to leave the, uh, the comment section and uh, watch some Ahsoka. Yeah, man. Uh, do you, do you want to give us a little like background on yourself as far as like Star Wars going every and goes and everything before we get started? Yeah, I'll try to be quick too. But I mean, I'm I'm a I grew up with it. It's uh, I'm I'm a lawyer. That's my job, right? So my uh, entire family, they're all engineers. Star Wars is sort of the ways we bonded, right? Like my uh, my brother and I, my my dad actually, you, I, you couldn't buy the VHS tapes for a while. And I remember we had these like old um, Kodak vhs tapes where he like recorded it from tv and we wore those suckers out i remember asking my grandma for like the trilogy and i got it like you know the it wasn't a special edition i actually have it over here somewhere um but it was just the original trilogy and watching that you know like crazy and you know down, it's funny i i recognize I, I identify with you all a lot because um when you talk about downloading the old trailer you know with the 56k modem and i'm like yeah totally did that but we had a t1 or something similar it was it was a big deal when we got it and watched that trailer a thousand times for episode one and just loved it and it's just always been with me man it's uh you know i I hadn't been into the animated stuff until probably the like the last two three years and then it's just kind of you know taken on a a whole nother uh you know meaning and stuff so it's just it's a way i connect with my family and i just love it so yeah, yeah. that's great yeah and that's like that's the thing i love about star wars is like when i was in that line for the you know the theater the edition that i did not get to see last week i gotta bring that up one more time i gotta say yeah. it one more time that i didn't get to no see good that, but... come on bob <laughs> <laughs> it's the best uh like the best part is standing in line by yourself and it's just like, you know, everyone there is star Wars fans. So you can talk to the guy in front of you. You can talk to the girl behind you. It doesn't matter. Like everyone is like, you could talk about something cause you're all star Wars fans. So like, that's why it's, it's fun to have you on. And, you know, we always appreciate you commenting and it definitely adds to the show and everything. It definitely makes it even more fun. So we're excited to go here. I'm pumped. Um, Let's go. Yeah. So we'll or do say like, let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
LSU, baby. Also, now, LSU, LSU won, fans, right? So, yeah, we did. Um, I think, you know, 41 14. Stop it, Holly. State, so Arkansas is coming up this week. So. Stop I'll say that's how I found y'all, too. Um, T Bob, uh, you know, I listen to sports radio in Baton Rouge, and I think uh, Joey came on and did, you know, a bang up job, you know, impersonating Nick Saban and every other coach, right? So you're like, whoa, who's this guy? And then they talked about Star Wars, and then I found the podcast. and I've got a lot of family in Philly. You know, um, I know Brent's a teacher. I'm, I'm, I'm entire, all my in-laws, except for uh, my father-in-law, they're all teachers, special education teachers. I was a high school math teacher. And, um, you know, just, just a lot of commonalities with y'all. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I like to be so. just chop it up about Star Wars. That's, that's kind of the thing, you know. Yeah, we're just, we just pretty much just, uh, you know, throw this thing together and, and, you know, it has a beginning and it has an end and we call it a podcast every week, pretty much. Right. Alfie. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it works. Yeah. We just have fun with it. And, you know, we've met a lot of cool people through it. So, you know, I'm really, we're really happy to have you on and, you know, get this thing going. So I might have to, um, for my, I'm, I might have to like mute myself and play this through my screen or something like that because, yeah, I don't know. Or I might have to figure something out volume-wise for whatever. But, yeah, we're going to get going here. You know, I'll do a countdown, and we'll start this thing up. Where are All you right? starting it from? I'm starting it from from the Disney Plus click. I'm going to start it right from the, you know, freaking getting rid of group watch, man. Freaking Bob Iger. What the hell are you doing? Come on, Bob. Part of my language, uh, Azalea said a bad word. but it's all right. <laughs> my mom says bad words, doesn't she? <laughs> Not dad, though, right? Oh, yeah, he never says know. any bad words. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to start the stream here in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You're listening to Rule the Galaxy podcast. I'm Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Doolan, Star Wars Rebels. May the Force be with you always. That was that was incredible. All right, I, I got so much more Thrawn than I was expecting too. Like I know. I figured. Gonna, hey, I mean, you know, there's got to be some. You get to this place and then you got to. I'm glad they didn't do that. They just went straight to Thrawn and Thrawn has been building up for so long, you know? Yeah, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to press the, uh, I'm going to press the reset button on this after that. And we're going to go right into some podcast action here because that was freaking awesome. All right. So. Yeah. What time are we at here? We're at we're at 50 minutes. So that makes it easy for me to tell Joe where to uh, where to grab the podcast from. Shout out to Joe. So. All right, guys, welcome to Rule of the Galaxy podcast. We just finished watching Ahsoka episode six. That was freaking awesome. As you heard in the uh, pregame show, we're here with Adam Parker and we have Alfie here. I think Brent said in the comments that he is out this evening. Yes, he did. I'm out this evening. Uh, wish you could be here, Brent. I'm sorry, uh, but damn. I, I mean, well, uh, Adam, what are your initial thoughts? We'll start with you since you're the guest tonight. What are your initial thoughts after just watching that episode? I mean, it, it, I mean, it's just such a, it was all brand new, right? So you didn't know what to expect going in and, you know, you, it had Star Wars elements to it and, but you know, with all new, I mean, just new things, right? And the, like, I didn't expect to hear organ in Star Wars like that, right? I hear this organ playing every time Thrawn's going on. I'm like, it just does such a good job setting the atmosphere, making, you know, just building him up. And also, they nailed his voice, they nailed his look, he nailed his cadence, like the way he's walking around. It just, everything about Thrawn, to me, was perfect. He had kind of puffy pants, I noticed, but I'm like, maybe I just missed that before. So he kind of threw that a little bit of poof to it but i mean just the look of him was so good and then the stormtrooper army you know they were they're kind of like you know to just put together kind of weathered you know been there a while clearly you know limited resources the way they told the story just visually was impressive you know the the creature work on this right like we were talking about what they call them the howlers you know those yeah. were just so much fun to i mean just the, the back and forth between, you know, Sabine and the Howler and just, you know, having that interaction with your own dog being like, yeah, 
it's not going to listen to me. Come on, come up and follow. And then, you know, also these, I mean, just all the creature work was so much fun. It was just such a good atmosphere to, to spend 50 minutes in. And, you know, I think kind of set the stage very well. Um, it had different, you know, playful times. And then it also had just, you know, like this, okay, we're really advancing the plot. And I'm just, I'm glad that they did that in episode six instead of just doing another. I was kind of thinking we weren't going to get thrown this episode. It's going to be like seven or eight. And we're going to delay a little bit long. I'm like, I'd just go in. They they had good pacing and I enjoyed it. So those are yeah. my, my long form thoughts. It was awesome. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with all of them. Uh, Alfie, how are you feeling right now after seeing uh, Thrawn in there? You know, I'm going to uh, reference back to our good friend Nick Chesky, who always talks about, you know, 11-year-old Nick being mad when anybody badmouths the prequels. Uh, this made 15-year-old Alfie really happy. Uh, I've said it before, I never thought after Return of the Jedi that we get to see, like, Grandmaster Luke Skywalker. And we got a glimpse of that in Mando season two. I, for the life of me, never thought it would be possible to see live action Grand Admiral Thrawn and it live up to my expectations. Completely blown away by it. It was perfect. I love it. I love it. And I mean, really, the only difference I would say because the actor who's playing him is the actor who did his voice. And it's bothering me that I can't think of his name right now, the actor who does his um, voice because he's uh, the brother Mars. of. Lars Mickelson. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mickelson. Yeah. 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 He uh the only difference is that like Thrawn uh, in uh Rebels is like super skinny, like slender. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that to me, that's the only difference. Like it's just seeing him in human form. And I mean, dude, my theory, my theory on those stormtroopers. Uh, Adam, I don't know if you've ever read the book Death Troopers. I think this is gonna. I think they're Death Troopers, dude. I don't think they're alive. I think the Night Sisters have put some spell on uh, whoever was in those uniforms before, and those guys are all undead inside. I, I could totally see that. Like yep. I said, I mean, I know the musical notes, but like you usually hear zombie music with organs kind of in the background, the little creep thing going, and they totally had that going. So I could see it. Sorry, Alfie, you're going to say something. Oh, you're fine. Um, it has to do something with, I can't remember the word. I told you guys about it months ago. It's a Japanese form of mending metals, and it has that um, color that stands out between the two pieces. And, yeah, that's really what the Stormtrooper armor looks like. That was something I read in the spoilers a long time ago, and along with the uh, Destro-looking guy. I didn't think they'd be really able to pull it off well, make it believable, but that looked really good. Now, who is who is that? De Destro? What? Who is that? Oh yeah, that you're one? you're too young to remember GI Joe D Doc. Okay, Destro. Now I'm remembering who you're talking about. Yeah, from now you mentioned GI Joe. Okay, Our, it was familiar, but I, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, the silver face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know. That that was one where it's like, after last week, what we had with uh, with Anakin and Ahsoka and everything that happened in that episode, it's like, there. this is a no-filler show. I mean, you're eating every episode on this show. Like, they're, they're not messing around every single scene. I mean, what is Balin's endgame going on here? You know, like, what, what what's he got going on right now? I kind of am on the path of thinking that he only took this job to kill Thrawn when he had the chance yeah. and to prevent another war. Kill Thrawn, restart, you know, something like the Jedi, some sort of, you know, because it, it seemed like, he, I mean, he's at several points said, hey, you know, he's got nostalgia for the Jedi and, you know, hey, they could, they didn't realize their vision, right? So he's going to start something new and he's got to, clear some of the impediments. Um, it was funny. He's talking about the cycle over and over and they got kind of meta a couple of times, right. With uh, who Yang saying a long time ago in the galaxy far, far. I love that part at the beginning, but it was like, please don't say it's like poetry. It rhymes. Please, please don't. <laughs> 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 conversation. Don't, don't say it. You know, but they, 
I mean, I think that's he wants to start fresh and have something brand new. And, um, you know, uh, that's that and, and that involves killing Thrawn. Yeah. And kind of destroying the witches or something. Something's got to he's going to he's out to kill something. Yeah. And that and this brings me back to elements uh, similar to like Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know, like there was a lot of Night Sister elements in that as well. And, uh, you know, Night Sisters, I think, could be like a really great future role within Star Wars to be something different other than stormtroopers or, you know, whatever else. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love seeing stormtroopers all the time, especially these new versions that we just saw in this episode. Like, they're intimidating. Like, you see a stormtrooper, you look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, they're probably going to miss. They're probably just going to get killed, whatever. Like, these dudes were intimidating. Like, that was creepy. I, I was uh, like, uh, yeah, kids were probably uncomfortable if they were watching this episode. You know what I mean? Like, with the Night Sisters and everything, like, that that was like some like horror movie type stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, they were just the Night Sisters alone were really scary looking. I thought they they're pretty creepy. And their voices too. The the effect that they did on their voices when they were talking, like I, I loved it. I, I really loved it. I mean, there's a there's like a handful of things that I could think of with this episode that I just absolutely loved. Well, particularly with that stormtrooper shot. I mean, there were so many. It was like a wall of them, right? And then they've yeah. got that red. T- I was talking about reacting and it's like what is that red tape now i'm thinking it's like mummy tape almost right it's like wrapped around kind of draped off on the side and totally going with that undead body you know which it meshes well with the yeah their their voices were weird it's like all the you know three or four different voices at once right um different you know deeper and the higher and all that just and I, honestly getting death mirror witches in live action that's not something I ever really expected. I remember when I first saw them in animation, I was like, wait, what is this? This is brand. I didn't know this existed. Right. And to get them and, you know, how they're driving the plot. So um, effectively, it's just, it's interesting. It's well done. It is. And I always, I, I have a buddy who watches all these Star Wars shows, but has never watched one ounce of animation. You won't watch any of the animated shows. So I always think about what he's thinking while he's watching the, uh, the show. So I'm excited to actually talk to him after this and be like, what do you think of that? Because he's just going to be like, who the hell is that guy? Ezra? That Like, you know, who? what's up with this guy? You know, it, it, it'll be fun. But honestly, it's like, I feel like for someone who has never watched any of these animated shows, there's such great mystery to what's going on with Ezra, with Thrawn, with what's going on in this. So it it actually is kind of cool if you've never seen any of that stuff before to have this be your first intro to it, you know? Well, it's it's cool because we've watched it, right? But it's still a mystery to us, right? Like, I mean, I had great anticipation for this because, like you said, last week, I mean, I think 10 out of 10 – perfect you know wouldn't change a thing but very much like a lot of okay well we've seen clone wars before we know you know it might be new to somebody just that only watches live action but we saw some of those beats before and then she kind of got past it and we went in this and this is the start of something just brand new right like i don't think any of us knew we knew we were going this pretty right but that's all new for for all of us yeah yeah it's it's awesome and i think the planet is sweet too and I'm I'm also interested to see, you know, where we go with as like I mean we've got two episodes left, so yeah, you know they said fire on any purgle coming in, you know don't let any purgles get close to here essentially, so we still need Ahsoka to get on this planet with Sabine and and with Ezra, and uh, it. <laughs> it's going to be damn interesting. It's like this show just keeps bringing it every single week. And I have no doubt that next week it's going to again and nothing better happen to that freaking dog. I'm telling you right now that thing's getting on the ship with them at the end of this show. Yeah. They can't leave it behind. No way. They leave it behind. Just that shot of his destroyer coming over that temple. And that was, it's hard to believe that that was for television and not on the big screen because that was just a beautiful shot yeah i totally there's so much detail to it i know it's trying to like make it it almost looked like there were it it wasn't like when and mando you know 
season three when we had the okay we got the mythosaurus skull and we could see that at the bottom it was like some sort of marking or something to isn't it the and then the damage on the side too right like because obviously that would have happened right whenever you know the pergol latched on and took him here but but yeah it was like some sort of it almost looked like some marking that was associated with the witches i, I don't know Maybe yeah, like the bottom, the bottom of it, the bottom of it almost had a tattoo. I would yeah, say, yeah, you know, on it, and then you had all those repairs and all the gold on it. You know, mm -hmm. like, is there any symbolism to all this gold, Alfie? Do you know, like, if yeah, um, I think it's going to be, you know, how the Night Sisters in the galaxy that we know their magic is green i would imagine in this one it's going to be gold but then like i was saying i looked it up too it's called kintsugi i could be saying it wrong and that's the japanese art of melding broken things together with gold so if you looked at their stormtrooper armor they had a lot of gold on them like it in did. the cracks and stuff cool almost like soldering but with gold right um like what the uh, monkey alien did to Kylo Ren's mask in the Rise of Skywalker, but he used red. Okay, I think it's called like Saracen Iron or something, something like that. I don't know, but yeah, I'm kind of curious because the ship, even the ring, the Eye of Scion thing that they built, incorporates a lot of gold. Yep. Well, that shuttlecraft coming it. out of the the uh, Eye of Scion that was completely gold, right? With the retractable wings and all that, it's a pretty neat design. Yeah, which that's just not a color scheme that we've seen in Star Wars other than, to me, it just reminds me of like the High Republic or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We got it with Snoke, I guess, wearing his robe, right? But uh, yeah, slippers. Oh, slippers too, yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. It's more, higher, it's it's not something you see normally, but it fits. It completely fit. Because it's supposed to be ancient. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring up some pictures here of the um, Kintsugi because that really, I, I can see it. Uh, I'm going to share the screen here for anyone watching on YouTube. Uh, it It is uh, pretty much like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, I, I could definitely see that, Alfie. That's pretty damn cool gold mending like if pots broken whatever that's that's pretty freaking cool all right see look at us branching out here learning new things we're always learning every week here on roll the galaxy podcast that's what we do we're gonna go back to the regular look at me i'm like huge on here right now yeah. we'll just go back to a regular triple box there we go yeah up 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 there we go yeah but <clears throat> hell of an episode i mean i'm i'm pretty blown away honestly i mean uh, as crazy well, it is to say i'm probably even more blown away by this episode this week than last week uh, like as crazy as it is to yeah, say I last would... week tickled my nostalgia you know and and this week what it felt like an adventure you know what i mean yeah it's all new yeah. One thing that really surprised me about this series. Give me a second here to get this right. My idea here in my mind. I think where you really saw a drop off in the series, like the Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, those seem to be made around a character rather than a story. Whereas I think, like, especially the first two seasons of Mando really seemed like they had a story before the character or the focus on the character, I should say. Yep. And that led me to be weary of this one because this is these are all characters that, you know, are Filoni's characters in previous stories. But, man, it really seems like he nailed this story. I know some people have some gripes about the pacing and stuff and the, you know, the long shots, but I, I don't give a crap about that. I think this story is knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, that's what's funny is the long shots are some of the things I like the most about this because it's like those scenes with Balin and um, uh, 
Shihati. Did I say her name right? Shin. Shin Hati. I said Shihati. <laughs> Shihati. Shin Hati. Do you think they that gave was... her that name before or after? Like they had her in the outfit with the hair and stuff and all done up. <laughs> I'm gonna say they they definitely probably had it before, but it fits well. <laughs> it definitely fits well. Uh, but like, I love those scenes when it's like, she'll ask a question and Balin will just kind of like be sitting there just like thinking. And then, and, and I'm like, I'm waiting for him to answer, you know, like, it's like, you want to hear what he has to say. I mean, he is, he is freaking great too, man. I'm, I'm, it's very sad. What's, that, yeah. that he passed away yeah. because this I, is a great performance. Really this is, is. going to be a hard one because I'm pretty sure their story is going to go on. And yeah, do you do you recast? I mean, do you do reshoots to? Did they do reshoots to wrap him up? Do you recast? Will you be happy with the recast? I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, shout out to it's uh, Ray. Um, what's his last name? Stevenson, is it Stevenson? Ray Stevenson? Or... I was giving yeah, right. him a second. He, My... he almost had it. Stevenson yeah. is what I wanted to say. So it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ray Stevenson. I mean, shout out to him. I mean, I mean, he, he nailed it. He's been so good the whole time, right? Um, just he's kind of he brings that gravitas to the whole role. And you know, it's just yeah, it's it's terrible that we lost him. Because I I didn't know him really before this, but I'm just, you know he just naturally fits you automatically. Yeah. I buy, he was a Jedi. I buy, he has regrets. Yeah. I buy that. I he, he's been doing like he, you know, he's been through a lot and he's now found, okay, this is what he views. He's the hero of his own story. You can see it. And I agree. And look, the pacing to me has always been a highlight of the show. So, I mean, I understand some folks might have a Chris might want to go faster, but I'm like, you got to spend time getting to know these characters, particularly, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time, if you watch animation and all that, but like, I felt like things like don't throw the, the interaction between the loath cat and Sabine out, right? Leave that in because that's relatable and fun, right? It's part of what makes it, it's an element of Star Wars. Same thing with a dog today, right? Like a rat gator dog or whatever we call that thing. Uh, yeah. The, the howler, right? The howler, you see that back and forth. It, it develops character, makes them human, makes you care about it, right? And, you know, you're, what do you say? Like we're we're going for the, a sense greater power here. You have this time that you spend with that character, and you really just—that's when you fall in love with these characters and you remember them. It's not when they're just action figures that are kind of being thrown around. I mean, that's that's why we have action figures. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think it's a good in between between Andor and Mando, which would be like in my mind the two extremes here of fast and slow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm and I'm happy right in that middle spot there. Like I, I'm I'm good there. It's <clears throat> it's been great in my opinion. I mean, like Alfie said, and I think that was a great point, how some of the shows, you know, might just focus on the character. Like, you know, Ahsoka has been very much a part of this show, but it is telling a lot much it, it is telling a bigger story that's going on right now. And you're seeing you're seeing Ahsoka's development through it, you're seeing Sabine's development. You're being introduced to new dark side characters. We have witches from Dothamir now. We're riding Purgles on a planet. We've got some crazy, weird hyperspace stuff going on right now. We've got howlers. You know, we've got little Ninja Turtle slugs. Like, <laughs> I mean, how much do we, how much have we, how much new stuff have we been given what? from technically old stuff? You know, it's the this perfect blend. Those Noti Crab people, when they first came on, and then, like, again, it was like the music kind of got playful, and I'm like, oh, this could go real bad. Like, <laughs> this could be like, but, but then I just ended up loving them, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, they're okay. They got the village, you know, like, oh, yeah, now look, we're Jedi. We got you. Well, yeah, come with us, right? He lives in that, he lives in that jet stream over there, you know, the one yeah. with the Jedi. So we'll go check it out. Yeah. I mean, they're just friendly, right? Fun exactly like the compare the comparison that comes to mind for me is like you would go from isengard to like <laughs> sauron like bringing the orcs out in lord of the rings and the like the bum 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 like you would have that like intense music and then you went to concern concerning hobbits in the shire essentially yep. when when like is it six months yet you know yeah yeah, yeah. 
yeah it was it was the 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 soundtrack has been great which i haven't given i i heard they released the first half of the show which like i love listening to like scores of uh shows like uh, i don't even uh, half the time i don't even know the names of the songs i'll know i like them because i'll just like let it play and sometimes won't even look at the title so it's like that that's a funny thing I'd, i'll know it but i'm i can't wait to give this a listen and especially to listen to the scores that were used in this episode as you said about those organs like that was some serious stuff there and and in the death troopers book they did mention some organs playing uh alfie i don't know if you remember that but they they said there was like organs played with like the lungs of the freaking uh stormtroopers in that one room or or it was like that they were like i think they're talking about the death the dark troopers the death the death troopers uh book the death troopers book okay yeah I think they said that like the uh, the the they're like they had like the lungs of the stormtroopers that were almost playing like an organ at one point in that. I I am willing to bet that these are undead stormtroopers. I hope it is so bad. I won't be I won't be let down if it isn't. Like I'll be okay with that because I know it's like a theory or whatever. But like I didn't hear any of them talk. Did any of them talk other than Goldface? Yeah, just Goldface. Yeah. And what was his name? Did they mention his name in the show? They mentioned it, and uh, again with a P or something. I forget. I, yeah, I can't find it right now. I'm trying to figure. So Brent said Enoch is interesting to say the least. I'm trying. Did I remember? I can't remember who Enoch is. <laughs> maybe it's Enoch. Then maybe yeah, it, maybe it be. didn't begin with a P. Maybe I'm just totally wrong. <laughs> well, I saw the comment and I was like, Enoch, Enoch, Enoch. Well, that's what I was trying to think is if uh, if the planet I'm like, did I I'm like, am I still getting this planet's name wrong? Like, what the hell am I doing here? But Captain Enoch, let's see. Thrawn seems worried real quick. At the yeah, end of I that think episode. that's I think Enoch is the right hand man. So I'm guessing that's Goldface, which I'm, I'm just going to call him Goldface probably until Enoch gets seared into my brain. Alvy, your point, though, like. You know, I, I think it's a great one because it is more of the story and we didn't spend any time with Ahsoka this episode really besides, you know, we, we had the fairy tale thing at the very beginning, right? And it was that was just more like setting the stage of okay, we're going to this place and we didn't and we didn't see her again after the title, besides just hearing a little bit of that thrown right. in. It was just setting this up and like you said, just something brand new. I would totally buy a black series of one of those samurai Tuscan Raider people bandit things. Yep. Alfie, this entire episode, I was just I was just sitting there just like I would buy it. I would buy it. I would buy it. <laughs> like every single character that showed up. I mean, how many new how many new costumes and characters were we introduced to tonight? Like that is you. Yeah. Like when we get we get Ezra on their fingers. We get Ezra and he's got the full beard and he's just screaming complete, you know, okay. That time, time in this galaxy far away living, you know, in the, with, with, a, with the nerdy jet streams, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, same with Admiral Thrawn. He looks a little bit different. He's not, not quite as uh, prim as he was, but he's, he's been living the rough life with the undead soldiers. Yeah, he kind of has like a nomadic Aladdin vibe going yeah, I mean, I was going to say Space Aladdin uh, whenever he came on. It's like, there he is, Space Aladdin. But there's Space Aladdin. I mean, he, I, you got to give credit to the actor who plays Ezra and the actress who plays Sabine because so many Star Wars fans were hyped to see that moment of them seeing each other again. And it felt very natural between the two of them in that situation. You know, like just the interaction between the two of them, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I'm really. I, I'm excited for the potential of this, but it's like the worst part is with like all of this stuff that we see here. It's awesome, but it's like you have sequel trilogy looming. Uh, how does this storyline tie into that? We've got Mandoverse going on. Like you know, I, I I'm like thinking bigger picture here. Like where does it all tie in? You know what I mean? But like you know, we all know that Filoni is pegged to do a a movie to wrap all of this up and i mean holy crap if if like mando teams up with this squad in the future or something and 
Thrawn somehow gets through. Like, I don't know. It's a very interesting next step in this Disney plus uh, era of Star Wars. What's going on right now? This is some big shit going on right now. Yeah, I definitely don't see this being wrapped up in one season. I would say is definitely going to get a second season. Mando season four has got to start uh, crossing over into this. Yeah, that I said earlier in our chat, you know, you're going to have to give me a really good explanation on how this gets wrapped up and no one is involved in it from the New Republic or there's no input. This doesn't affect the sequel trilogy at all. Because really, what is the threat of Thrawn coming back? He has one Star Destroyer and you know where he's coming back anyway. So why wouldn't you just be waiting there? And of course, we know why, because they're being shown that the New Republic is very inept and uh, incapable of dealing with this. But uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to wrap up this story. You know, is it going to be the Mandos that uh, fight this uh, battle more than the New Republic? I, I don't know. You yeah. would think, yeah, Mando's got to form the super team with the ghost crew here. Absolutely. I mean... The Night Sisters are his biggest wild card. Like, you saw Sabine's reaction to it. She was like, she was like, they're witches. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it's an enemy that you that I don't think they know how to fight. I mean, I'm very curious um, what ah- Ahsoka's knowledge of Night Sisters is because, I mean, she's had her fights with uh, you know Maul after he was like you know healed by them and everything, right. but like. Off the top of my head, I can't think of what her knowledge is of them. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're a tough a tough nut to crack. That's something I've really never said before, but it's what came to mind. <laughs> and Sabine uh, has firsthand knowledge of the Night Sisters. She was on right. Dathomir. You're right. That's where she found the dark saber. You're right. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm with you too, Alfie. I don't know how this is all going to tie the sequel trilogy. Um, or I don't know how. I it, <laughs> I think that's kind of what's fun. But, you know, hope they stick the landing because it, yeah. yeah it's so cool you, right now. I'm just like it's, I, I want to like tie everything up and do what it did. You're, I mean, there you're really asking me to defy logic. And I can only do that so much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Before, before it really comes illogical, like I posted today. And it's just a joke. It is. Because, I mean, this is all make-believe. They can do whatever they want. But, you know, I keep saying, no, this cruiser was attacked by two people with lightsabers and no one's contacted Luke. He doesn't have, like, a bat phone or anything on his planet. You know. Well, and as you said also, you know, Huang or Huanger, he would be very useful when you're forming a Jedi Academy. You know, the literal droid with all the knowledge. Why wouldn't you want him over there? Like, I mean, I know he's a really good pirate or not pirate. Maybe maybe you you couldn't even just go there and let him like download all his info, you know, get some floppy disks. Say, hey, (laughs) no, we have no time for this whatsoever. No time. I mean, that's true. Presumably he's hanging out with Ahsoka, I guess. Right. But I mean, we didn't see him in Mando or not. I'm sorry. Book of Boba Fett. Right. He didn't. Right. I don't know. Would be useful over there. There's a lot of times where you're like, all right. Yeah, I've got to I've got to kind of like just turn that part of my brain off. You do that too much. That's that can be a problem. It is. Yeah. And it's like I really tried not. I personally just I get lost in every episode and it doesn't cross my mind. But at the same time, it's like when we sit here and chop it up and, and and think about where we're going, it's like there's no doubt that like sequel trilogy is sitting there just like, hey, this is all leading to me, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to like uh, see that when you saw something insanely badass as as what happened in this episode, you know, it, it's it's hard to envision it leading to that point, but also, I thought that it was a very calculated line with what Balin said when he just was talking about how the process happens over and over again. You know, it's just inevitable. It's just going to happen again. The Empire, the Jedi, all this stuff. So, 
you know, that's foreshadowing. I immediately looked at that as foreshadowing to the sequel trilogy. And, and that's where my head went with that one. Yes. And, and that's, I liked that line too, because I, one of the things I did like about Snoke was his line of his warning Kylo Ren that as, you know, the dark rose, the light would rise to meet it. So it, it's a, it was, a, it's a nice, uh, reverse on that the enemy expects you know the good guys to catch up to them at some point so we have to be on guard where in this cycle of it happening over and over again it, every single story is the good guys have no idea what the bad guys are doing or that they even exist until it's too late yeah if that makes sense I kind of yeah. butchered that a little bit, but no, it, it does it does make sense absolutely. So we, I mean, we have we have Thrawn. Thrawn is here, uh, and and some stuff is going to go down next episode, and we might see some Purgles getting blasted, which is going to be hard to watch because yeah. Purgles are getting blasted next week. There's no doubt. There's going to be some some strays that are going to get take, taken down, and they're going to think Ahsoka's on it. Yeah, is this going to be like an episode of Whale Wars? Did you, did you guys ever watch that show? I yeah, I did actually used to watch that show, Whale Wars. Wow, there you go. I got look. Whale I got Wars. Google Whale Wars. I, I'm not seeing Whale Wars. Oh, oh dude, that show was great. Like there would there would be people uh, like you know poaching whales, and like they would have the boat that says research on it, although they were actually just uh, like killing just them. Jeez. And uh, this boat would literally like pull up next to them and start blasting them with water and everything. And they would send out their like side boats to like screw with them. Man, Alpha, you just brought back some good memories. Me and my brother used to laugh our asses off. At that yeah, show, it was a great show. They tried so hard. That was funny. And sitting next to me, I have to admit, I said I was going to build Captain Rex last week because he uh, he was in he that episode. Up. And uh the tape is still on this. I, I did not get the chance to build this Lego. So that hurts. Now, Adam, I, I know you've listened to us. Have you considered dipping your toes into the water of uh, Star Wars Black Series figures at all? Like uh, like uh, these guys. Have you, you, have know, you seen I, them on the shelves at all? I've have seen, you I've seen them. Uh, I, I, it's a Pandora's box. I know. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. don't know. But I've got a ton of Mando um Funkos, basically anything with the helmet, the T visor. I'm like, I'm in. I gotta get it, you know. And they're they're all kind of at the office. And then I've got um, I've got two of those, uh, you know, Black Series helmets. And then the one that uh, uh, Damon Damon Juan Kenobi made for me, the LSU yeah. Boba, and I love them. Um, but I've not dipped my toe in the Black Series because I I know exactly what will happen. That entire wall will be covered with, I'm just like, you know. Your wall's going to look like what I have here. It's just a never-ending uh, funnel, you know. But well, as you said, you watch the show and you're like, oh, Ahsoka in that outfit, that would be cool. I need that over there, right? And, you know. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I have Ahsoka sitting behind me over here, but it's like they came out with the figure of her in her regular outfit, which I was like, ah, oh, it looks pretty similar to the figure I already have. But, I mean, bam. I, that might be my first pre-order, Alfie. If if that comes out with that with that white robe and everything on, that might be my first pre-order. You never pre-ordered anything yet. Never have pre-ordered a single thing because mm. I hate waiting for things. We're going on a Disney cruise in November. We booked it like a year and a half ago. In my mind, I just burped. Hopefully, you didn't hear that. In my mind, I can't get it out of my head that I'm like, what if I get sick or something for this cruise? that I've been waiting for like a year and a half for like, it, I can't get that thought out of my mind. And, and when it comes to the black series and the pre-order, I will think about it until I get it. That's what bothers me. And it's just one more thing that I have to think about. When is that coming again? Sometimes you do forget about it and it is a pleasant surprise when it does show up, but I have I enough going like on. That. I have enough we were... going on in here talking about getting sick before going on a cruise, we were on the boat in line at the check-in and we're told we didn't have the right uh, documentation to get on the boat. Oh my God. 
I would be like, I'm getting on this boat. Yeah. It Lucky. takes some serious freaking planning, man. Oh, yeah. After a long discussion about why my wife's name was not the same on her birth certificate as her wedding certificate, that was the whole big holdup. I'm like, can't you just like say that really slow to yourself and figure it out all on your own why her last name is different? <laughs> Crazy. You think they would have seen that one before, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it had to have been somebody's first day or something. Yeah, I will say though, it is a Disney cruise, and uh, it, it it's on the Disney Wish, the new the new ship, and I'll be going to the hyperspace lounge and getting some drinks. I maybe I'll do like a little live stream in there. I like it. But apparently, you used to have to get reservations to get in that hyperspace lounge, and now you don't. So. I don't know if uh, if it's just not as popular as when it first opened or what, but uh, yeah, I've seen the doorway to get in is one of like the Star Wars like sliding doors. So like, I'm excited to see that. I mm. mean, it, it looks pretty Star Wars themed in there, but it's like pretty much just screens behind the um, behind the bar that make it look like you're in space and everything so i'm pretty excited i'm pretty excited to get a little dose of star wars i mean that's that's around the corner for me and i'm doing disney again so we'll see maybe i will build build the lightsaber this year i don't know that really we did both we did the droid and we did the lightsaber like i said i kind of got booked um you know my my daughter made a a um a rainbow like it's it's got all kinds of stuff r2 and i mean it it drives around the house and scares my two-year-old like to death and it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but the building of the lights there was the most fun. I mean, her eyes lit up when, you know, she turned it on and all that kind of stuff. She still insists that it's her lightsaber. And I'm like, I mean, I made a purple and gold one. Come on. You know, like it's got all the gold elements and everything. Right. And had the purple crystal, but it's just it, the whole thing. The presentation's fun. And I'm, I know it's like, it's like $200, like, uh, but it was totally worth it. It was fun. I'd do it again. Now I've already told the, the other one, like, uh, you know, hey, when we go to Disney again, I'm going to make another one. And then, then my other daughter's like, my older one's like, well, I'm making one too. I'm like, we're going to have like $600 for the lightsabers back here. But I know, I know. The biggest mistake I made, um, which is why I'm really excited, like we were going for the cruise and then we decided to go all in and we're going to go to Disney for like three days before the cruise and then they give you like transportation to the cruise ship so like this is like an all-out vacation it's it's like this thing has evolved that's what happens when you plan it that early in advance it, it, it just turns into something else and what i'm excited about is it's like i always heard about people going to galaxy's edge and everything and it's like I refuse to watch any YouTube on it. I refuse to even look at a map of it. It's like, I just wanted to go in blind and it actually kind of screwed me because I couldn't get into the cantina. I didn't book that early enough. I should have done the research on that. I couldn't get into the store because you had to make a reservation to get into the store because yes. I wanted to buy a lightsaber when I was there. I wanted to buy mate. Like my thing was, is it was like, if I got into that store, I was buying Mace Windu's lightsaber. I just love his purple lightsaber. It's like, when I was a kid, it was just something that I wanted. And I knew they had it there. I'm like, I want that. I, I go to the store and I see the line there and I'm like, oh, could I just get in line? And then it's like, you need to sign on to the virtual queue. Well, the virtual queue didn't pop up until like fireworks were going off at the park. So that wasn't yeah. happening. So, uh, yeah, I, actually, I think we went to Epcot that night and then I got the update like right as about you the fireworks. The <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can come into the store now. It's just like, uh, yeah. So I'm not dropping the ball for for Galaxy's Edge uh, for Galaxy's Edge this year. And my dad, my dad hates Star Wars. I won't say he like I, I won't say he hates it. He just won't watch it. I don't. That's why I don't know how I'm into it, because neither of my parents are into it. I've asked them like. Who got us these VHS tapes when I was a kid? Because thank God they did. Yeah. But uh, my goal was to get him on the Millennium Falcon ride when we're there. Like I think that's my favorite. Like that. That's my favorite ride at Disney too, right? I know, and I, I gotta say, um, we got my. So I had a sister in law like books all everything whenever we go, um, and she's the best. And I'm like, you have to come to Disney World every single time because I can't like. You try to figure out the app and it's like, there's just too much. I can't do this. It's a full-time job. Please help. So anyway, yeah. she got us like rise of the resistance tickets 
And I, my daughter at the time was, uh, I guess she was about three, three and a half. And every tunnel ride just scared the bejesus out of her. So like <laughs> we get in, we get inside of the, the rise of the resistance. I don't remember any of it. Cause the first thing she crawled like on top of my head and I saw nothing. So I'm just kind of, you know, I have no idea what happened in that ride yeah. or they were kind of mean to me whenever, um, you know, I was walking, <laughs> walking in like the Imperial folks. That's about all yeah. I remember. But the Falcon was just so much fun. Like when it, when it takes off in hyperspace first time, it's just, you know, and I'm glad they're also, I want to see now like, you know, the, the actual, like, Hey, Ahsoka's walking around the park and they had Boba walking around the park and that's, that's just cool. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're realizing it was kind of a bad idea to be like, this is only Batu, and we can't yeah. talk about anything else that has to be Star Wars. <laughs> like, I don't know. I understand why, Okay, we're we're trying to really sell it's a split, but I mean, come on, man. You know, you've got all this IP just sitting there. Dark Vader rolls down the street, everybody's freaking out. They're gonna, you yeah. know, here, take my wallet, take my you know, it doesn't have to make narrative linear sense. It doesn't make sense in the timeline a lot of times. We have to patch it up with duct tape and fix things fit, you know. Just yeah, let it walk around the park. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what uh, I mean. Disney today announced that they're they're investing like hardcore into the parks for the next ten years. That they're going to be putting like, I forget what the number was, but it's I, I think it's two or three times more than it was th for the last ten years. Like they're they're going to mm -hmm. throw a ton of money into the parks over the next ten years. They have a, a thousand acres of land to build on. They were showing like all their IPs and how successful they've been. And Star Wars was one of them, which like the Galactic Cruiser cannot put a stain on Star Wars name because you're like the idea is just right in front of you. You have the original trilogy. You have all these great things that people will love that are timeless. Use the timeless stuff and you can make money off of it. Like, there you go. I mean, Galaxy's Edge was cool. I really didn't have many complaints about Galaxy's Edge. Like I had fun there and it was cool. And it's funny, Rise of Resistance, me and my little guy, when we went last time, he was about, he was, I, I think he was four and a half, maybe five years old. And the ride broke down and we were stuck in like the tunnel section of the line where it has all of like the, um, like the, like the rebel style, like maps in the room, yeah. you know, like you're in like a cave. And you can hear like walkers going over the top of the cave and everything. We were in there for like 40 minutes. And he was like, <laughs> is there really stuff going on above us right now? Because it sounds like it. Like it, that line, the weight in that line was really cool. So I'm excited to hit it again. I don't I don't know if I'll hit Rise of the Resistance again just because that line apparently gets crazy. I beeline to it the second the park opened. So I, and that was still a 45 minute wait when I did that. I've heard it can get like up to two hours for, for that ride. We had to be there the minute the park opened and we didn't ride it until like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> there was no line. There was only a virtual queue and you had to be there when the park opened to get in it. I think the virtual queue is not a bad idea because they were building Guardians of the Galaxy last time I went. So I'm excited to to hit that this time. That that's the one that's like on my on my list uh for, for this one is is Guardians uh of the Galaxy, which I just watched the third movie of that two weeks ago. I'm ready for the uh let's ride the Purgle, you know. Like I mean, just there you <laughs> go. So, I mean it's it'd be one of those rides like you know, the Falcon just hey, it's VR or they've got the projection and you just ride in the Purgle and you're ready to go. I mean or Dude, that would be awesome. That would be incredible. I mean they're they've got something with Ahsoka and I hope they realize that. That's what I'm hoping for Disney as a company is I hope they see what Filoni is doing with this show. I hope they see that he understands the pulse of the Star Wars fan and that like th this can be the future of, of of your franchise right here pretty much. Yeah, and you know comparing it with like Ray Ahsoka was not very well received when she first came out and he just really worked at making it a better better character and giving her layers and layers of story. Mm -hmm. And I constantly say, you know, I hate that Man, they just really dropped the ball with those sequel characters. They did absolutely nothing with them after The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That movie feels like it. they can't get done with it fast enough. 
Yeah. Just to I, say it's over and done with. We made three movies. Let's move on. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's one thing that hurt the uh, the Star Cruiser that they had was like the show they had was Ray versus Kylo Ren in there. And it's like, well, they're technically like cool with each other. So like it really didn't yeah. make sense to me. You know, like yeah. I guess you could pretend that you're in, you know, uh, The Last Jedi or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, let let Dave Filoni get his paws on the on the uh, on the uh, Ray sequel. I mean, I'd be in on that. Like, uh, I'd, I'm in on the I'm in to see more Ray either way. Like, I'm I'm in to see what their vision is for for her future either way. I'll be in the theater seeing it. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I might have some thoughts about it or whatever, but but it's like the, you have proven directors who have worked on all of these shows. <laughs> And I just think it's time for Disney as a whole for Star Wars to realize like, yo, these are the guys who get it. The directors of the Mandalorian, Favreau, Filoni, um, uh, Ron Howard's daughter, which I can't think of her name. Bryce right Dallas How Howard. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, uh, Rick. Michael Acuna or Rick. Rick uh, yeah, I can't pronounce his last name. There's there's so many directors on this who just get it, so it, it's right in front of your face. I, I just hope that I don't know. I'm feeling I'm I'm just feeling like giddy after this episode tonight about the future yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I, I'm I wish we could also. I mean, I'm not saying I want to watch eight episodes back to back to back, you know, in a theater. But man, this would have been fun, and five would have been. I don't, I don't mean to rub the sore spot there again, to, you know, but I mean. Like I, I it, how great would it have been to see this just in a the theater? Because I mean, I'm I felt like my mouth was open the whole time I'm watching it. I'm going. Oh, I know. Definitely, I was thinking the same thing. You could have and done. I mean, you could have done episode uh, five and episode six in in the theater, and and the crowd would have went freaking wild. Like there would have been a line outside the movie theater to watch this one again. I mean, they may consider it right because they're not going to have a huge queue of content in the near future unless this, you know strike issues get settled quickly it's like hey you gotta start putting something in there and you've got all this ip that's in the i mean just put it out like go hey we're gonna have there'll be like a you know you can watch three at a time four at a time or something right and then break and then watch the second half i mean there's empty screens right now um yeah i don't i have no idea what's really going on at the, you, at the you could right even now. supplement it with like episodes of the mandalorian or something there you go I mean, just like Star Wars Fun Night or some shit on. Well, sorry about that. On who wouldn't want to go see that? And I'm I, I think, Star Wars Fun Night or some shit. I'll be in on yeah. that. <laughs> I, I think this is really a testament to one of the biggest complaints about the sequels. And I hate to compare everything to the sequel, but it's the newest thing that we have to compare it to. And that is to take your time with this stuff. Yeah. In, Flesh out a story, get it right before, you know, you're almost done with it. I mean, yeah. I understand there's always going to be in the world of making movies and TV shows, there's always going to be last minute changes, but have a vision and a direction. You know, I think Mando season one was way more successful then they anticipated and opened the doors to this to where they could take a step back and say, Hey, people like this. What, what can we do with it? How can we make it bigger? Yeah. And How much of the star Wars fan base is keeping Disney plus alive? That's like my question because you know, like, and, and that's where, like, that's why I always get worried is because everything definitely has to be the bottom line when it comes to, to Disney and Star Wars. How much money is it making for us? Well, you, you know, you had the Star Cruiser that they invested like a billion dollars into that's getting scrapped now. You have Galaxy's Edge, which like, you know, some people love it, some people don't. And like vision wise, like it's very cool to go there. And I had fun. I have fun going there, but it's like you could have done some different things to just to just give yourself that flexibility, give yourself the flexibility to work in the universe. That is that is so expanded. You have you have everything from the prequels to the original trilogy, to the sequels, to all these shows. Give yourself like almost like a clean slate uh, that you can just play with in this park. Like you, you, you don't need to just say this is Batu in the sequels. 
the cat the uh the cast members aren't allowed to talk to you about anything you know about other star wars that hasn't yeah. happened yet or whatever you know but uh, we don't sell merchandise that doesn't exist on batu yeah like that is yeah. that blows my mind i mean i know it's so silly to say but it just we're talking about disney and they painted themselves into a corner on what they could get you to buy what they could sell you <laughs> and what's so silly about it is like every phase of every star wars ever has like a desert kind of you know junker type planet right and i'm like it's literally batu settings and you could just say hey guess what it's um it's sequel thursday right where they're gonna have you know you could literally do all the various phases and different days of the week if you so desired and i'd be like oh crap i've got to go back it's ot monday or yeah. you know it's it's prequel tuesday and you know oh hey it's mando wednesday like I, it literally could be that and they yeah, all have desert planets it's not like it would be well this makes no sense i've put you know this time frame with it i mean it's 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 they they built a canvas and they're like but it's batu <laughs> it has to be batu like no it could it could literally just be a campus like it, there's a katina like yeah cantinas in every single iteration of star wars like yeah. why make it a star wars sandbox essentially you know you can just play with it whatever way you want and i think that's where they're going with it like alfie said we've got ahsoka in there we've got mando in there now like bob just you happening. need to listen bob come on bob even like the cantina why would you make it so small you know everyone's yeah, make like a mess why would you make it so small and there's no place to sit yeah, make a massive cantina that like people are just going to go in and like add a bunch of tables there. But I don't know. They just made it very, uh, very we, exclusive. We had a great time there. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. man, it really would have been nice to have sat down. Yeah, that, I need to get in there this time I'm going. So it's, I, 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 I hate to admit, but I will that that is the most expensive bar tab I've ever had. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, we'll see what mine turns into when we're there because uh, I plan on enjoying myself there. But I, then again, I only drink beer and I see these crazy like uh, mixed drinks that they make there. So maybe I'll go through the, yeah, they're pretty wild. All the tubes and all that other kind of stuff. They, yeah. Maybe I'll dip into the mixed drinks when I'm there. But, I bought um, both of the cup. Okay. And I think they were $75 a piece. Damn. Yeah. Is it like a mug that has like, isn't there like a special mug they have or something? Yeah, there was two different ones. One looks like a porg and like it's made carved out of wood. <laughs> and then the other one is indoor with the sat, the dish and the trees and the Ewoks and everything. They're really cool. I'm but, saying hi to Matt Tween at 1035. Totally missed that comment, by the way. I hey, Matt Tween. What's up? so yeah i mean hey i think we hit it all tonight guys i mean uh if you guys have any final uh thoughts on this i mean i'm i'm just jacked about this episode that we saw tonight and and just like the finale of this show i mean i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying it i mean it's one of the best shows i've seen on disney plus really it's like it's great i'm 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 really enjoying it so uh Final thoughts wise, we'll hit uh, we'll hit Alfie first, and then we'll let Adam uh, close us out. Uh, our special guest for the show, Alfie. Uh, final thoughts on what we got going on here for this uh, Ahsoka episode and the future of this, this episode was amazing. I, I'm I cannot wait to go back and watch this and analyze like every second of it. <laughs> yeah. um, man, I think it was kind of a a swing in. Well, no, because they were in Rebels. I was going to say thought it was going to be a swing and a miss not to incorporate the how do you say it the nagrai throns uh bodyguards oh yeah yeah it's be kind of a perfect setting since it's another galaxy but they were in rebels so take that back so overall yeah we're back to this being a perfect episode then <laughs> we're back we're back we're back i think ezra was great him and sabine great new creatures new aliens a whole new galaxy. I, I love absolutely everything of this episode. Love it. Love it. 
All right. And Adam, uh, thanks for joining us, man. You've all, you've been in the comments and everything. And I mean, you've been riding with us on these watch parties. So number one, thanks for joining the show tonight. I mean, seamless again, Star Wars is just the best thing because we can have people together here. I'm in Philly. Alfie's in Indy. You're in, you're in uh, Louisiana, Baton right? Baton yep. Rouge. You know, it's like we can just get together and talk for two hours pretty much about all this. So what do you what do you got uh, for your final thoughts tonight? Well, yeah, no, no, thanks for having me on and like just doing this, right? Like I'm it's perfectly happy being in the chat, just being like it's fun. It's like just listening to y'all chop it up about Star Wars is just fun, right? Like it's a good way to spend a Tuesday night. And I'm so, first, I'm so happy that they're doing this at eight o'clock Central Time, and I'm not waking up at like two in the morning or waking up at five like and getting like. I do this thing. I get in five o'clock in the morning, go get in the treadmill so I could watch whatever came out. Right. Like, yeah. um, and I, I get up, you know, pretty early most days anyway. Right. But I like this. It's so much better because you can actually talk about it and enjoy it. So, um, and just thanks for doing the the watch parties. They've been awesome and fun. And the, the podcast is awesome and fun anyway. Um, Appreciate it. I know I, was, I said all the stuff about like the soundtrack and how and all the visual things like this just hit every note, right? Like, it's it's what Star Wars storytelling should be, you know. I, I Alfie might get mad at me, but um, I loved Andor, and I still do. But it's I love it in a different way, right? It doesn't feel it's it's like a love in a, a drama, that, right? It's not the same. This is just Star Wars, right? It has, you know, that kind of ominous. Hey, look at the stormtrooper line. This impressive, awesome thing. Look at this, you know, destroyer going over the top with all this intricate detail that you know all the people in the show put their heart and soul into, you know, look at Thrawn, look at the way they made his eyes. Like his eyes were just so impressive. I was like, how do they do that? Right. That's why I kept like staring they, at they pulled some, they didn't pull some contacts out. Like I'm like, it's not just, okay, well, that's just some visual effect. It just, it just was as, as amazing. Right. All these different things come together. And then you then go to like a, a scene where they're like basically, reenacting with you know gator dog or whatever we call that thing you know, i like the, the howler like and, and, yeah and and it's just it's just it was just great it was fun to kind of spend you know an hour there and i can't wait to see where it goes um you know it's it's you always get to this point in the season of these things and you're like oh man only two episodes left like you know i've been looking forward to it for so long. but I, I don't feel that way i just feel like excited to see so much new stuff done so well and to fit in so perfectly with the rest of star wars so it was awesome yeah i agree i agree and and that's like that is how i feel as well it's like we got these two episodes uh coming up but it's like you know they're, they're like any type of fear for a letdown uh you know after episode five was like immediately wiped away when this started because you're just locked into this show like it, it really just pulls you in every episode um I'm just really happy, uh, happy that they're doing this. And, you know, it, it just it just feels very creative and I'm excited to see where it goes for the next two weeks. So from uh, from me, from Rule the Galaxy podcast, we appreciate you coming on, Adam. It, it, it was great. It was a fun night tonight. I can't wait to see what we got next week. The watch party will be going again. We'll be ready to go. And uh, yeah, from me, from Alfie, from Adam, until next time, may the force be with you.